Stephen and, and Richard and Cecilia and Omar for organizing all this and making this possible. It's so wonderful to see everyone. Uh, we'll be, let me see if I can go ahead and share the screen. We can start. Okay. All right. So, so uh, I kind of forgot the title yesterday, but it's the Encircled Enlightening Places of the Quran. And we'll be looking at these, uh, these, alighting places, the places that Ibn Arabi talks about traveling to or in or being in, in the Quran. And so it brings up very much the idea of a, of a map and a terrain and a geometry. So let's look at that. Now this is, these are just some of, the slides will have these uh, sentences on them. And so uh, this is to kind of reassure everyone that we are going somewhere with all of these, uh, these things, because we'll be touching a lot of different bases, I think. So let's start here. Um, so this is the outline, this is the, the Quran written down in, um, in a one-page uh, format. And you can see the, the surahs, you can see the chapters, the different lengths and how they, how they are uh, put together and all of that. This way of seeing the Quran uh, is, is very much, Ibn Arabi, does, you can see that he is visualizing the entire Quran as he, as he works. And uh, I first saw this when in uh, Islamabad, I guess at Lok Virsa, at the folk festival, they would have some people from Sindh who would come in and they would uh, have Surah Yasin on a very small coin or something like that, or they would have uh, a small ring and you'd take a, micro, uh, uh, a magnifying glass and you could read the surahs of, uh, a surah of the Quran, like Yasin or something else. And they would put the Quran entirely onto some very, very tiny place. And it was, for me, it began to see how this is a, an embracing and comprehensive idea, the idea of enclosure, that all of these letters are enclosed in here. And then it re really reinforces the idea that all of the meanings then are outside of this enclosure, that the enclosure points to meanings or leads to meanings. And so uh, let's look at this idea of the surah and the manzil, the two uh, words that we, that we have for this these concepts. And the surah then is an enclosed place. So a fenced in enclosed place. And it is also used for the walls of a city. So encircling a city and a step, one leading to another. So this idea of steps, but one leading to another, but not necessarily uh, uh, sequential and not cumulative. So you don't, I've gone to five steps and the six steps, I have five plus now the six step. So not cumulative like that. And this is because any of the steps can take you where you need to go. So. And then the, so the surah then this idea of, of this, <clears throat> this wall and enclosure, but also a row of stones or bricks that make up a wall. And so this idea of, of of stones making up a wall, all of them different shapes. Um, the, there's a great power and strength when you have uh, this diversity in, in your aggregate. And so when you're building like with rammed earth or something like that, you want aggregates uh, and not just all thin or sandy soil. You want a mixture of soils, including clay, and you want different sizes of stones in them so that they will pack together and be stronger. So in a sense, this imagery of the surahs or the suar 
of the Quran being like these stones placed at of different sizes, it builds up a, a, a full enclosing wall that's even stronger, in, especially in imagery, than, it, than if it were all uniform uh, bricks or something like that. So this, we're, we're looking at then the 114 suwar, the 114 chapters of Quran, and then the 114 chapters in the, the Futuhat where Ibn Arabi describes and takes us through the 114 suwar or chapters of the Quran. And the first time we know this, we, we hear this in chapter 22, and we'll be looking at that in detail. But the 19 comes up. It's the 19 mother loads. The, so the, the 19 Ummahat, so Ummah, mother, Ummahat, the mothers, the mother loads. <clears throat> and these alighting places, <clears throat> excuse me, the way that you go, they have these 19 steps. So he's talking about 19 steps. And the manzil, the idea of manzil, is that the place where you alight, where you, you come down and you rest. It's a place where two parties can meet. So in, in a battle, two parties might meet in a manzil, in an alighting place. And it's also the udder when the milk is descended and it's filled up the udder. And Ibn Arabi will look at these 19 mother load alighting places and he'll say there are these 19 and one of them will go off to these branches and he'll list some of the branches and then he'll say and there will be other branches and ultimately they are uncountable. So they are, are not, the 19 is not going to be a number that we're, we're typically familiar with because there will always be ramifications, they're always branching out. And these 19 alighting places, they are not sequential either. Just the way the surah of the Quran, they are not sequential and cumulative. So you can't say, I've read from one to six, and now I've read seven. So I have six, and now I have seven. So it's not cumulative, and it's not sequential. So, right, let's see if I can get this. Okay, here we go. <laughs> so let's look at these 19. So 19 is a very interesting number, as uh, Pablo will tell you, and uh, Ibn Arabi makes some of the, the correspondence to this 19 explicit. So he says this 19 of these 19 steps, or these 19 uh, rocks inside, the stones inside the wall, these 19 uh, have correspondences. They, they show up elsewhere because there's something very fundamental about 19. So the, the 12 zodiacal watchtowers and then the seven glistening stars, those are 19 then. The letters of the Basmala, Bismillahirrahmanirrahim, are 19. And then the 12 Nukaba. So if you have the list of the Qutub and the Imamain, the, so the pivot and the two uh, Imams, and then the four pegs who are assigned uh, to the cardinal directions. And then they have the seven uh, climates and the seven uh, substitutes, the Abdal. So the 12 Nukaba and the seven Abdal, these come together as 19. And, and then he'll say that, that the correspondences in the divine presence and in, in the existence with us are many indeed. So that we, we should find many times, we should find the 19 showing up. And uh, one of the ways to look at this is that we'll look at the, the 19 in particular uh, in detail, but those 19 that he discusses in chapter 22 uh, 
also have this correspondence with Arahman, and so uh, you can he he'll he'll explicitly say that the dagger Alif of Rahman is living, and so this the thirteenth uh, step or the thirteenth alighting place is the living, and so this the living is a dagger Alif. It's up there so that it can uh, pervade and infuse to all of the letters of Arahman. So the first letter of Arahman is knowing, the second one is desiring, Rahma. Um, and so these letters then are connected to these alighting places. So as he's reading Arahman, he'll be seeing these uh, steps coming through. In the same way with the Basmala, when we read the Basmala, we'll see steps that we're, we're taken through. And uh, other correspondence more contemporary is the 19 volumes coming out. Uh, so uh, this happened to be that the, the, when I was looking at, at the projection of how many pages and things are, uh, we're going to have for the translation of the openings revealed in Mecca, uh, it really came out to 19. So that's, we have a nice contemporary correspondence here. So, so let me put, I have to put this up here if I could. Um, okay, good. So this circle here, if we can see this circle as, this is then the circle of reality. Um, there's a point in the middle, a center point. And there's a circumference around that surrounds and encompasses and embraces. And uh, these 19 alighting places, so moving through the circle of reality and moving through the circle of the Quran or of all of the revealed books. So all revealed books, he'll tell us, are this circle and you move through them a certain way and you meet things as you go along them in a certain way. So now we look at the six sections of the Futuhat, and we're looking at the fourth section, the opening, the, and so this fourth section are these alighting places. And in, so chapter 270, he's going to explain that he'll, he'll use this section to move through all of the alighting places of the Quran. So the 114 chapters in the Futuhat will match the 114 suar, chapters of Quran. And he'll be noting along the way where these 19 alighting places are, these special 19 alighting places. So first, we, we, to be able to see these alighting places and begin to see our visualization of them, they are not going to be, they're a map, but they're not going to be the map that, that we might traditionally think of, like a map that has here are the trees and here's the city and here's the river. This map is more, a, a state, uh, a state space. So it, the map shows us different states that we are that we go into and we are on and we experience. So it's a map of a territory or of a a land where when you enter this land, there are these nineteen places that you can go to, and when you go to these nineteen places, there'll be different states or experiences that you have. So instead of trees, river, a city, a mountain, a hilltop, you'll have uh, heating, cooling, um, expectations, things coming from another place unexpectedly. 
you'll have uh, alighting places of these 19, which will be praise stations, where when you go there, you are praising. You'll have places where when you go there, you are threatened, you have threat, and so you feel threat. So all of these 19 uh, places that you go are there, they are on this map, not not sequentially or cumulatively, but as experiences, as states. And the other is that the imagery that, that Ibn Abi will work with here is that in this chapter that he begins it with, the furthermost imam is, or the pivot, is moving from the center point to the circumference by backpedaling, by going backwards. So he's, he's, he's facing always the center point and then walking backwards and getting to the circumference, the last part. So these tiny numbers here in the different colors are going to be the six times 19 to 114 surah of the Quran. So he starts with one and then moves all the way through to the end. So the first surah, the first chapter of the Quran will be the last one, and he will end with the first one, which is encompassing and encircling. Okay, let's make sure I got that. All of that, yes. So the last place, the Fatiha, the first suar of the Quran, is described as all-encompassing. It's the mother of the book, and it's the circumference of the circle of being. So we'll want to look at how Ibn Arabi will match the journey through Quran with the 19 steps, which are all uh, these emotional or experiential places with the Fatiha being the circumference and the, the final destination or the final place which encompasses everything which comes before. So we'll be looking for that. So we can read this part. So this journey that, that is, that's taken, looking at the center point and moving backpedaling towards the encompassing place, looking at the last surah and moving through to the first one. Let's read that from here. So indeed to your cherisher is the final end. And also there is no, there is behind God, no target to target. So there's no casting place to target. Um, if we look down at this other picture here, if you think of the projected in light, if you have a flashlight, you're projecting light onto that, that, um, that, figure there, this, this sphere, that, and then it projects onto a two-dimensional screen, you can see that there's no way that the light can hit something and go fall off of the screen. So Ibn Arabi is saying that we never fall off of this screen. So we are, as in a shadow play, shadows on this screen, this two-dimensional screen. For us, it's a three-dimensional screen, and light is projected to a uh, form that's in a sense behind us, those are the shadow puppets, which then uh, are making three-dimensional shadows, or in this image, two-dimensional shadows. And so there's, there's no place that can be illuminated or projected which falls off of the screen. So this circle here has the, and of course Escher's uh, idea of the hyperbolic and, and that there's no place to fall off of because this circumference 
is one that has nothing behind it. There's no place to fall. And then God is encompassing from behind them. So again, we have the, the pivot is moving backwards, backpedaling, and God is encompassing from behind them. So this from behind gives us this imagery as well. As, as this pivot is backpedaling behind him, God is encompassing from behind. So Ibn Arabi says, the behind based on us belongs to who from every face, every direction. Thus, we never see who based on this verse, because our faces are in fact turned facing, facing as a qibla, the center point of the circumference of that which encompasses. So we're always facing the, this center point. Because from her, because Nukta is feminine, because from her we came forth. So then it is not possible for us to face as a qibla with our faces any but her. So we can only face her. Therefore, she is our Qibla and she is our Imam because she is leading us from in front of us. So from in front of us, the word Imam is the Amama, the one who, who leads from in front. So who has this as an epithet? While the situation is circular, then self-evidently the behind based on us belongs to the circumference encompassing us. So behind is this circle encompassing us. We consider his word, and indeed to your cherisher is the final end. In fact, he means our visible emergence, not our faces, because we're facing forward. You see, our procession towards the circumference is backpedaling. That's al-qaqara, moving backwards while still facing forward. So who is from behind us encompassing? Because who is being? So his being and his encompassing fluctuate between us and the void. Now, so this is the first part of the chapter 22. Uh, it's out there in volume two, which uh, some people already be, have been receiving. So that's uh, available now, volume two. Here's chapter 22. So let's look at this, the, verse, the verses first. Um, the art of decomposition is during their ascent towards the delicate obscurities and the matters of the lofty one. And the art of composition is upon their return by the splendor of being to the shadows of the abyss. So the, one way to look at this verse is to see the shadow play. So we have the curtain, the screen, and to ascend uh, in, in non-three-dimensionals, to ascend, so this is in another dimension, is to leave the screen. And so the to leave the screen, we have to decompose because there's no place that a, a composed figure can be projected, which is not on the screen. So to leave the screen, we have to be decom, decompo, uh, discomposed and, uh, or have decomposition take place. And then to be returned to the screen, to be projected onto the screen is a composition. So uh, a gloss would be by the be, the kun, kun fayakun, of being, we return to the shadows, which is this world of three dimensions on the screen of the abyss. And the abyss then is this body. Okay. So although we're talking about 19 uh, places that we, that we halt or we alight in and experience, 
there is no counting the lighting places in the end. Um, but there are 19 matrices or mother loads that he looks at. And Ibn Arabi will often do this. He'll, he'll say that I can't tell you everything about these things because you know, 10,000 pages is not enough. So uh, I'll tell you the umahat, I'll give you the mother loads so that then you can take these mother loads and begin to explore and verify for yourself. Okay, so we sum them to 19 matrix steps, and among them there is one that branches off into other alighting places, and among them one is, does not branch off. So let us cite the names of these states, steps, and let us give them the name manazil. So, so we'll look at that now. And uh, this, uh, before I get there in the final translation, I hope that I have, can understand these branching places, because these are ones that are often, they're Muhammadi Hadrat, uh, or they're Musawi, so mosaic presence. Um, some are a Muhammadi Musawi, so a Muhammadan and a mosaic um, presence. Um, one is an Asim present, which is where that comes from is going to be interesting. And then some of them are very multiple. So how all of this works, uh, I'm still exploring. Okay, so you don't have to be able to see the text here, but these are in chapter 22. He begins to tell us, he wants to introduce us to these 19 mother lows, these 19 alighting places. And so the, the first one might be praise and laudation. Then there's symbol and puzzle, entreaty, action, beginning, transcendence. So as you're going through a terrain, a, a land, as you're mapping this terrain, you're entering into different states. And he said there'll be 19 states that you can, you can speak of. And so you'll enter into a, a state of eternity or a state of oaths or a state of testing or command. And then in the, the citation of their states in this middle one, he, he's giving us, it's got a very rhythmic description in this list. So we have the manazil and nazil, al-mu'akil il-akil, al-marahil il-rahil. And so we have this, this nice bouncing rhythm that helps us travel through these 19 in different ways. So he's giving us the, their, their names, in a sense, their adjectives, how they're described, and then their states. What, when you're rolling on the camel or on the horse and you're having this rocking motion, ma'alim lil'alim, al-kawasim lil'kasim. So you're, these are more things that we're understanding about them. And, and so he'll also give us the special distinctions and uh, what kind of enabled beings are associated with them. And then, and those are back when we saw Arahman, those letters, some are associated with the living, the hearing, the seeing. So now we, if you go from this huge uh, one page Quran that we were seeing in that earlier slide, and we then start coming closer and closer and down and down, and come to say the Surah 99, this enclosed place of 99, which is uh, the, the earthquaking uh, Surah. So first we see these manazil are, these are, are stones, these are stepping stones, these are steps. And one leads to another without being sequential, without being cumulative, but they lead one to another. And so Ibn Arabi is first seeing these 114 steps uh, as a whole, and then as each step, what each step 
brings to the whole. And then he goes into the 19. What experiences are or states are in these steps? So the step itself of the of the suah of, of the all these chapters becomes a single surah or this the city wall. And then when you enter that city, you'll come to other steps, which will be experiences. So these are a state space. Um, and so this is a map of experiences and how, how you, what happens to you when you touch that step. So I put in different colors, the different steps that Ibn Arabi is, is describing in the surah of the 99 surah. So when the earth shakes with her quaking, that's, that step, this red step, is one that leads him to speak about movement. So this alighting place has something to do with movement. And he's looking at how things move and whether does God, is God the only mover or do we move things? Uh, and what does movement mean? Uh, if you have, if, if a place, something is here and then something is here, how, what is movement between the two? Or is there no movement between the two, but there's simply this thing and then the next moment, this thing, this place. So he looks at this entire thing for a few pages of description of the movement. And then, and the earth releases her burdens. So for this, he'll look at the release of the burdens of the sacred trust. So a sacred trust is when you have a burden because someone says, here's some money, hold it from, for me. And you hold that money and you get nervous and you're worried because if you lose it, you know, what a disaster. So you're nervous all the time. But if that person then turns around and said, oh, that money I gave you for safekeeping, it's yours now suddenly you're relieved because you no longer have to worry about what's happening with it. So this relief, this uh, of release of burdens is the release of the burdens that the earth will have these burdens to all the people uh, and beings who are, who are died and are buried in her will be released. And when they're released, there will be a great relief from the earth, just the way we have a great relief when a sacred trust has been removed from us. When I no longer, you know, someone says, say hello to someone. Ibn Arabi has a passage where, you know, you get kind of terrified because the person said, now that person who told you to say hello to me, did you go anywhere before you came to me? And he said, no, I came straight to you and said, I'm giving you his greetings. He says, good, because if you had died before that, you would have died without having um, released or uh, performed your sacred duty. So, um, so this release of burdens. So that, that, is a, that is a step which has an emotion or an experience in it. And that step, one of the 19, will be found throughout this huge map of the Quran. And as he said, of all revealed books. I think we'll see that later. And the human being cries, what is with her? So when the human being cries, what is with her? So what is with her? This ma brings a discussion of why this is the, why is the ma there, the what, what is with her? And uh, it then brings a description of how, of the different particles in Arabic that are used to elicit understanding. Like, isn't it so that, or are you not sure that? So that's a kind of way of eliciting understanding. This green one, then it's on that day, she will utter her reports. Uh, this brings him to the inspiration that all, all 
uh, creative beings have a special face and that special face receives revelation. And so the bees have special revelations uh, that all creatures have revelations and that the earth has her rev revelation also. And then another one beyond that day, the people will emanate discomposed in order to see their deeds. So the experience of having been in a group and then society or the group will break up into pieces and go into different individual places dispersing in order to see what they have done, to have shown before them what they do. Like in the near-death experiences, you have your life flashing before you, you will be shown your deeds. So Ibn-Abi will talk about how being shown your deeds works. Um, and, and it keeps going like this, I better kind of keep moving here. Uh, the, the easiest one to understand how he matches the verses with what he talks about with the, with what these verses are encompassing of knowledge is the last surah when he says, and in this surah, you will find all kinds of knowledge involved in this topic and the chapter that he's writing include a, a knowing of what is supported from the divine presence. So this is the say, I seek refuge in the cherisher of the people. And a knowledge of the correlation between the children of Adam to God based on specific divine names, Malik al-Nas, Ilahi al-Nas, so king of the people, God of the people. And a knowing of what is used to be as a projective shield, that you're shielded from the mischief of the whisperer, and knowing of the return to the spirit-based world, how do you get there, how do you go? And then who withdraws after his whisper? And then also a knowing of the human-based chests, the sudur, the one who whispers into the chest of the people. So this is uh, shows how he's he's writing. He's writing the black text here, and the red text is the Quran. He's taking us through this final chapter uh, to say you'll find this knowledge here, this knowledge, and this knowledge. And then in Zilzila, what we just looked at. Uh, the 99, when the earth shakes with earthquake, when you come to this, so the verses I have on that table here, this column shakes the burdens, what is with her, she will utter her reports. And then the manzil, one of those eight, the 19 that match, 4, 8, 7, 13, 6, 18, 7, and 7. And then in the chapter that Ibn Arabi is writing, going from line one to line 460. So this is nine or 10 pages or so. You, uh, he's looking, those lines of the chapter tell you which manzil he's looking at and which verse he's looking at. Okay. So our question then also can be about the Fatiha being the encompassing, this last line. Uh, why is the Fatiha the last place the, on this backpedaling journey? Uh, through the 114 chapters of, of the Futuhat and, the, and then the backpedaling version because the first surah is Fatiha, but Ibn Arabi is describing it last as an encompassing surah. So we can ask how this works. The first thing we, we, he speaks about with, the, with the, this Fatiha is the seven and seven. So the seven verses, and so seven verses, seven verses, seven verses for God, seven verses for us. So seven and seven creature and creator, Lord and slave. And uh, so all these, these uh, seven attributes or seven descriptions of God, he's the living, the seeing, the knowing, are in the screen, in the flip side or on the projected screen of the shadow play, 
we are also living, seeing, knowing, hearing, speaking, desiring, empowering. So these seven are mirrors of each other. So seven plus seven. So the, the seven verses of the Fatiha mirror one for the creator, one for the creature. Okay. So we're asking, how is the Fatiha comprehensive? And then we get to the uh, attributed to Ali usually, but Ibn Arabi uh, has Shibli here. This, the red down there at the bottom. So everything which is in the Quran is in the Fatiha. And everything which is in the Fatiha is in the Basmalah, the Bismillah Rahman Rahim. And everything which is in the Basma is in the Ba, the letter B. And everything which is in the B, in the center point, and the center point, and I, everything in which, everything, Wakula Ma Fil Ba, everything which is in the B, Fil Nukta, is in the point. And I am the point under the, the letter B. So we'll be looking at that. So this backpedaling journey to come to the comprehensive Fatiha. So why do we have these 19 mother loads? What, is, what do they do? Uh, why are these states? What happens when we, when we experience these states? And if it's not cumulative or sequential, then what, is, what do they result in or what is their goal? And... Uh, so the basmalah having the, the, these, the place is comprehensive. So everything that's in the Quran is in the basmalah. So here you have the story of, of Adam, Allah, Rahman, Muhammad. And so Adam, uh, salam, was taught all the names. And all the names for Ibn Arabi is the all comprehensive name Allah. So Adam was taught Allah, the name Allah, which is the all comprehensive name. And then Ar-Rahman, the supremely comp uh, compassionate, is the one who settled on the cosmic throne. So the play, the screen, which we are shadows in, is um, settled on and overseen by Ar-Rahman, the supremely compassionate. And then Ibn Rabi says the last of the four names is Muhammad, Ar-Rahim, the gentle. So the gentle prophet Muhammad is conveying as a dragoman, a tarjuman, someone who conveys the message of the creator to the offspring of Adam. And so this, is, this, this becomes then a loop, a comprehensive story of what happened, what the Quran is telling us, is told to us in the Basmala. And we can read it this way, that there is, there is Adam, Eve, so all of us, and there's the, we com comprehend, uh, in other words, our puppets are able to show every divine name. And so Allah, the all comprehensive name. So Adam, Eve, we able to show all of the comprehensive names of the divine in a screen called Ar-Rahman, which is the cosmic throne. And our, our message, the message of how all of this works and functions and why we are here and what we are doing is conveyed to us by the dragoman, by the tarjuman, Ar-Rahim, the gentle Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. And so there's, I never see anything, but I see the Ba written upon it. Uh, so we have Abu Madian uh, saying, I never see anything, but I see the Ba written upon it. So that, in other words, he's saying, I, everything I look at, I see this story, this story of the Ba. So the story of, uh, of Quran, I think we didn't, we didn't read that last part. He's saying all revealed, all revealed 
texts, all revealed writings, are uh, have these 19 alighting places, these 19 mother loads. But he's going to restrict himself to Quran as the as these for, to describe these 19 writing places, these alighting places. And so the whole story is in the Quran. The whole story is in the Basmala, the Fatiha. The whole story is in the Basmala. The whole story is in the Ba. So here the whole story in the Ba is when you have a basmala written in calligraphy, the B has a long, elongated uh, stem here. And that's, it's always elongated because uh, the calligrapher is, is reminding us that the alif, the long straight alif, is hidden inside this Ba. So we can see the alif hidden inside the Ba as a projecting light. So there is a projecting light which is hidden from us, which we don't see until it projects, but we can't see the source of that projecting light. That projecting light projects onto the Ba, it, it projects onto this screen. And this is the imagery also of the mirror, of the metaphor of the mirror. So this projecting light, this Aleph hidden inside, projects and glows out onto this Ba, which is a projection screen. And then from the projection, from this projection, we have a dot. We have a shadow on the screen. It's, it's we. We are the shadow on the screen. Projecting light, hidden, hits the screen. We are the dot. So we are the shadow of that screen. We are the dot on that screen. And as Ibn Abi always reminds us, whenever you see a dot, you're looking only in one dimension. If you were to change the dimension, you would see that that dot is actually an alif, a, a line. The same way if you have a, um, those uh, sundials. If you have a sundial and you look straight down on the sundial, you see a dot. You see just a circle point. But when you look sideways, you see that, oh, there's actually a, a, a line here and it's casting a shadow. And uh, so this dot that we see, the dots that we are, are actually uh, extended outside and across the screen. And that extension is through the barzak or the membrane, and it's an extension into the dream world or into the vast earth or into the true earth, those, those, all of those concepts. So we are dots extending past the screen. So we are, have, a, have a discomposition which allows us to go outside the screen through to this barzakh, but, um, and then we have a recomposition which makes us a dot on this screen. And then the dot on the screen is the most tremendous name. And we talked about that yesterday, Friday, uh, the most tremendous name. So it is the combination in a single place of complete transcendent and complete immanence. And so that is the most tremendous name, this dot. And this is why Shibli says, and I am the dot under the Ba. And this is why Abu Madian says, I never see anything, but I see the Ba written upon it. So, so thank you. That's, let me. Okay.